Uh, good morning again. Uh, I'd like to pick up where the children left off. Uh, Jesus is born. Uh, we read in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2 and verse 11, the day, I mean, the proclamation of the angel, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And we know that this verse comes from the familiar Christmas story uh, section in chapter 2 of Luke. And uh, I know I'm partial to Linus's reading of it in, uh, in uh, the Peanuts story there, Charlie Brown's Christmas. And uh, for many Christians, uh, myself included, this passage uh, has become so familiar that we kind of take for granted that, oh, I don't know, this was the greatest event in the history of the universe. Uh, so um, in, in Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says of John the Baptist, Truly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet, Luke gives only two verses uh, to the birth of John the Baptist, while Jesus' birth, his birthday, gets 20 verses uh, in Luke's description. Uh, just to show you that contrast here. So I'm going to focus on verse 11 today, chapter 2. But before I do that, I'd like to read... Uh, verses 1 through 20, and then I'll pray afterwards. So, uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn." And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, the angel, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen and as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, he was when he was circumcised, 
He was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Lord, again, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this story, which is more than a story, Lord. It's history. And I know that it, it's, it's familiar, Lord, and, and um, we tend to take it for granted, Lord. But I pray that this Christmas season we don't take it for granted, Lord, that we, we look to your Son as our Savior, Lord, as our Lord, and we look to him uh, for the peace that you have promised us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, and we ask for your blessings on this morning, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God for his word. All right, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So first I want you to notice that Jesus was born on a day. Uh, scripture doesn't tell us which day, but it was, in fact, a day. For unto you is born this day. Verses 1 and 2 tell us that it was a day in which Caesar Augustus was emperor of Rome and Quirinius was governor of Syria. These are historical facts. It was a day filled with the harsh realities of, of Roman uh, domination uh, under Roman rule with the stress of the census uh, and, the, and the consequent overcrowding as, as people had to come back to their hometowns, uh, to their birthplace uh, for the census. It was also a day in which Mary and Joseph had finally arrived after traveling, uh, as the kids said, over 75 miles uh, from Nazareth. Uh, it was a real day. And it was also a day planned by God, uh, even before the creation of the world. Uh, we see that in, in Colossians 1.16, where it says, For by him, by Jesus, all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he, Jesus, is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Yet, God's word tells us, but when the fullness of time had come, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. That's, that's from Galatians 4.4. 4. So Jesus was born on a day appointed by God when the fullness of time had come. So secondly, I want you to notice that Jesus was born in a real place, the city of David. We know this place to be Bethlehem in Judea from verse 4. It's about six miles south of Jerusalem. It still exists today. Uh, you could hop on a plane next week and fly there if you wanted to. Uh, Bethlehem is also called the city of David because King David was born there. And, and according to prophecy and according to covenant, uh, Jesus would be in the lineage of David. And we, we read about that in 2 Samuel chapter 7. But he would be greater than David, much greater than David. In Psalm 110.1, David, the great king, calls Jesus Lord. So David, the great king, calls Jesus Lord. And this place, Bethlehem, was prophesied as noted by Matthew, where it says, They told him, 
in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And the prophet is Micah. And this is Micah's prophecy. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. This was prophesied centuries before Jesus came. So Jesus was born in a real place, a real place like Panton, Virgens, Ferrisburg, a real place. And then the angel refers to the baby as Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Now why Savior? Why did the angel refer to Jesus as Savior? Well, I want you to raise your hand if you've ever sinned against God. Okay? All right? I'm, I'm raising both my hands. <laughs> um, well, whether you think you've sinned against God or not, well, God says you've sinned against Him. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sinners need a Savior. And Matthew 1.21 says of this Savior, says of Jesus, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And in Luke 19.10, Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. That's me and you. And Jesus, being God, has the authority to forgive sins. Jesus said of himself in Mark 2.10, he said, the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Praise God for that. Jesus is our Savior. The angel also declares that this baby is Christ. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ. Christ is the English for the Greek Christos, which means anointed one. And the Hebrew is, is Messiah. In John's Gospel, Andrew said to his brother Simon, referring to Jesus, he said, we have found the Messiah. And then John adds his little commentary, which means Christ. We have found the Messiah, Andrew said. The Samaritan woman, speaking to, the, to Jesus at the well, said to Jesus, I know that the Messiah is coming. And again, John adds his commentary, he who is called Christ, she says, I know that the Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. He said, I am the Messiah that you're speaking about. And this is the one, the capital O, one, long predicted in the Old Testament, the one long awaited uh, century after century, the one anointed above all others. Uh, John Piper calls Jesus the final anointed king, the final anointed prophet, and the final anointed priest. In Luke chapter 4, we find Jesus in the synagogue, unrolling the scroll and reading from the book of Isaiah. And he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. 
And after Jesus read this, he rolled up the scroll, he gave it back to the attendant, he sat down, and all of the eyes on the synagogue were upon him. They were fixed on him. And then Jesus said these astonishing words. He said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, I'm the anointed one, he said. Jesus then exposes their thoughts. They weren't happy about that. They become furious and they drive Jesus out of town. And we forget that Jesus demonstrates his power as, through his words just as much as through his deeds. And this is an example of Jesus demonstrating his power through his words. Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of God and sent by God. And then the angel refers to Jesus as Lord. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now picture these brave shepherds filled with great fear, as the scripture says, as the angel of the Lord appears for them. I mean, I would be afraid too. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they hear the angel say, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Now think about what that meant to them. This declaration was nothing less than a declaration that the baby in the manger was none other than Lord God Jehovah himself. And all of this became clear to the disciples after the resurrection. And when Thomas touched the mortal wounds in Jesus' living body, he said, my Lord and my God. And when Peter, also after the, the resurrection, declared in his first sermon, he said, God has made him Lord. He was essentially saying that Jesus is God. So in closing, I mentioned that Luke had given about two verses to the birth of John the Baptist, but had given 20 or so to the birth of Jesus. Now using what's called the principle of proportion, where more time and space is, is devoted to what is most important, and less time and space is devoted to what is less important, uh, we can conclude that the birth of Jesus was obviously much more important than the birth of John the Baptist. But on that basis, however, we would also have to include that the death of Christ was much more important than the birth of Christ. And here's what I mean. Think about how much is written in the four Gospels about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All four of the Gospels have many chapters written about that part of Jesus' ministry, while only one gospel, Luke's, describes in a few verses his verse. Now, why do you think that is? Because it's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus that saves us, not his birth. That's why they spent so much time on it. Now, granted, Christ had to take on human flesh before he could reveal God to man and save them. But it his, it's his atoning work, 
on the cross. His sacrifice, Jesus substituting himself for you and for me, for your sins, that's what saves us. So yes, Jesus is born, but he was born to die. For me, for you, for the whole world, as the scripture says. That's the good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for your word. As your word reveals not only you, Lord, but it reveals the path to you, Lord, and that is Jesus Christ, Lord. If we place our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, we can be saved, Lord. We can have peace. The peace that the angels talk about, Lord. The joy that the angels talk about, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. Help us to be mindful of that during this Christmas season and always. Thank you, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.